sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. And welcome in pro football today. It is the big game just around the corner, and we've got you covered here on sports Joe and Ari alongside Mike Carter here as uh, a lot going on this week in the lead up uh, Mike to the big game and uh, our crew of course uh, on site on location uh, right in the heart of it all in Las Vegas uh, those guys are talking to everybody in fact uh, from what I understand and the great news is you and I uh, get the showcase all that kind of put a little uh, behind the scenes together each and every day for folks who might not have had a chance to watch all of the great stuff that's happening there in Vegas but I for one am very excited to see what uh, what some of these interviews coming up and what they got going on there. Yeah, we've got it all for you here, Joe. That's for sure with the big game special. Uh, we've got all the best of the best of what the crew is doing out there in Vegas, Sin City, the mech of the hub, mm. uh, as Pharrell always loves to call it. Uh, and we'll give you the best of the best. As I'm just glad we're finally here, uh, Joe, to be quite honest with you, because uh, you know this for so long doing this. It takes forever to get to this game. Now that the week's here, getting some insight about it talking about the game, hearing from the best. Uh, it's going to be fun, Joe. I can't wait to get moving here. Now it is. And, of course, uh, all throughout the week now, we're starting to see that the players are rolling in. Already the 49ers are complaining about their practice facility. First they controversy like of the field. week. Right? Oh, come on. First, can't we please? I but didn't know that. Did you know that? Rotate that. The home team, they just rotate yes. it every year. There's no rhyme or reason, right? There's no rhyme or reason to it. I know that everybody wants to think it's a big uh, conspiracy because the Chiefs are in the Raiders facility. Joe, I got news for you, and you know this too. They just dumped like 100 mil into that UNLV athletic complex. Like, that is a brand spanking new. Go look at the pictures of the equipment <laughs> of the UNLV athletic complex. Trust me, they're not having a hard time. It's not like the hot water ain't on, Joe, uh, when they go to shower yeah. after practice. they got they, Whatever the NFL did to screw up the field, that's their problem. But then they asked them all about it uh, at the media night, Joe, and they all said it was no big deal. So why is it a story? I get they don't mm, want to, you know, yeah. Shanahan, no big deal. We'll practice on it. Who cares? Uh, same thing with everybody else. Purdy said it. Why do we care then, Joe? Why? Because we need something to get everybody fired up Super Bowl week. We've been waiting over a week now for the game, and we need something to talk about. So let's talk about the bad field. That's what we need, Joe. It, it, and not even bad. Like, it, oh, it's too soft. What? What, what are we doing? What are we doing, 49ers? Uh, and by the way, just for reference, Kansas City was the away team last Super Bowl against Philadelphia. They had to practice offsite at, I believe, Arizona State Stadium there. So yep. didn't hear a lot of complaining of the field being soft. Uh, but I did hear a ton of complaining, if you recall, about how the field last year well, it, it got oversaturated, and the field was actually terrible during that game, if you remember, with Philadelphia and Kansas City. Uh, so I'm hoping the NFL does a better job of making sure wow. that the uh, the Raiders field is better than what it was a year ago. 
Well, we can only hope that, Joe. Here's the problem, though. When they did their media night, you know, they had to roll out the brand new field and put it outside. <laughs> yes. And what's it doing in Vegas, uh, which it normally doesn't do? It's colder than ever, and it's raining uh, like every single yes. day. So the great, nice field that they paid hundreds of million dollars for that they rolled outside, uh, I guess that's probably going to get wrecked uh, out in the rain. And then they're going to wheel it back in later this week, uh, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> it, it's always something, Joe. It's always something. It's amazing, and uh, yet here we are talking about it, but I am sure, I mean, let's face it, I'm not a big conspiracy guy. We all know the only conspiracy is Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Did I say uh, that out loud? I think I just did. did. Uh, but yeah, and Roger Goodell even had well, to answer with questions. The Nothing I wrong mean, with the rest. Come on. When you get to Roger Goodell and he's got to answer about Kelsey and Taylor Swift, we've completely lost any sense of direction in this country here, Mike. I have little hope it's going to get any better from here. Uh, you're right about that, Joe. We've lost that. And I think <laughs> we'll even uh, give you a little sprinkle of that uh, later on this Ooh. hour, right here uh, on the Big Game Special. We're going to give you a little bit of that uh, with the commission, which is always exciting. And, uh, I like the one because he does that like State of the Union, right, Joe? Goodell at the beginning yes. of the week, the State of the Union, Super Bowl week. And, and he, they always ask about the refs. And the refs get worse every year. You know it. I know it. Yep. Everybody watching knows it. But Raj has to make sure, Joe, that he sticks up for the Zebras. I think that they do a great job. I think that they're the best in the business. Raj, they suck. Yes. Let's, just, let's get serious yeah. here. Come on. They, they, they don't do a good I'm, job, Raj. You know it. No. They're terrible. You know it. I know it. And the best we can hope for is fingers crossed that they don't play a big role in anything that may uh, happen in this game here. Oh, like last and, year. Uh, well, I'm just saying, the only thing we can hope, uh, they avoid ever <laughs> Learn from Listen, mistakes are going to happen. Just learn, learn from, from them. Make year. sure the field isn't drenched. Yeah, just right? like, just make year. sure the don't crew's better. <laughs> Just, you know, work it out here, Goodell. Work it out. Just make sure the yeah. field's right and make sure, whatever you do, uh, that the ref crew that you have this year uh, doesn't inject themselves into the game when it doesn't need to be. I will say this, though. Um, I do think what we see is what we get here this week as far as the market and the line move. Mm. I don't see this thing getting to three. I don't see it getting to a pick em. So I think what we see is what we get both with the side and total, unless you think we're going to get a whole rush of money coming in before kickoff. I'm not sure. I, I, I kind of lean to where you are right now. You know, you had that initial movement the first 48 hours, right, after the, the matchup mm -hmm. was set and the line is set, two and a half, two, one and a half. Then it slowly creeps back up to two and a half. I would be stunned if you ever saw a three here, and I don't think it's going to get any, we are close to getting back down to pick them. Uh, I mean, you know, closest the guy was what, a one and a half, maybe a couple places got the one, maybe. Yep. Uh, yep. But I don't think that we're going to be there. Uh, we always hear every year, 90% of the money on the game comes in the three <laughs> days before yep. it. You know, everything that you've heard so far doesn't matter. Uh, I don't think that despite all of that rush of bets that are still going to come in this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I don't think that's going to be enough, Joe, like you said, to move it in either of those directions. And the total seems pretty tight right now. Maybe yep. up a half or a half. Because it's because what does everybody do in the Super Bowl, Joe? Up, up, yep. and away, baby. Overs. They love yep. betting the over in the Super Bowl. So you'll see them hammer that.
Oh, public loves their overs, but uh, the good news is uh, it has a way of uh, evening itself out uh, basically before kickoff. Also, we learned uh, that uh, I think the estimates, uh, $20, $21 billion will be wagered uh, this mm. weekend on this game, and we have got you covered into making some of those smart sports investing decisions here we've got a lot coming up here on pro football today we're going to take it out to vegas and let you hear from some of the people on site on location with sports grid for the big game more of it coming up next here on the grid sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com all right welcome back in pro football today the big game here on the sports grid network Jerry alongside mike carver and the crew on site live in uh, las vegas all week long having a chance to talk to uh, a number of different media personalities players former players getting you guys ready for the big game that is coming up and in fact gabe morenzi had the opportunity to catch up with Pete Shepard of the Tony Bruno Sports Network. And uh, they had a few interesting things to say about Patrick Mahomes. Here it is. The 49ers are psychologically damaged. It's in their head. So I'm all over the Chiefs now because of the field. It's all in their head. The practice field, they're going to be distracted. They're going to be disturbed. All the I don't like it. <laughs> Listen, I don't think it's the end of the world. But at the same point in time, it's like, I've never heard this before. Have you ever heard? You ever heard of a team in the Super Bowl that doesn't know where they're going to practice? Like, days before the game. Like, this is, you know, it's just insanity. Now, it's going to get worked out. I knew right away, Pete, when I saw it was announced. So somebody that's lived here, and UNLV, listen, UNLV now, they play at Allegiant Stadium. Be my interns, be careful. Yeah, but beautiful week. facility. <laughs> yes. But they're Sam Boyd Stadium. You ever been to Sam Boyd Stadium? I have not. It's on top of a toxic yes. dump. Like, it's literally, <laughs> it's literally, there used to be like a garbage dump. There's like Air Force waste so in the Randall ground. So how did Cunningham survive that? I, barely. All right? <laughs> barely. So, like, their facilities were not up. Like, Bishop Gorman, the high school's mm -hmm. facilities were always known as oh, nicer than UNLV's. Uh -huh. But uh, their Fertitas put a lot of money into this new facility. It is state-of-the-art. You've got a weight room, and there's... It was state of the art, but as we stated, the the Niners found that the grass, the field was just a little soft, and they don't like soft practice fields. I think it'll get worked out, but it's not as somebody that likes San Francisco, it's not what I want to see. No, it's I, sort of like though a band whose sound check got screwed up. It's not oh, the end of the world. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> but the other thing too, we were talking about this a little a while ago. You know, in Phoenix, we were there for the Super Bowl, but even the Cardinals, every every game, every home game, they they undo the turf and then they wheel it back in. I thought I'd, I remember even at the Super Bowl there was some concern about uh, how yeah it they took they took the Cardinals yeah. turf out and they brought yeah. in new turf. Well, it's like why don't you just use the Cardinals turf? Well, that's what they're doing now. They're putting in new turf. That's not the Raiders turf they're putting in. It's been coming. It's flown in from California, and uh, 
you know, people are concerned. Maybe it seems like they overthink a little bit with I, this stuff, right? It's, it's like, it's, listen, guys, it's we've been playing NFL football on yeah. this field all year. Yeah. We're playing the Super Bowl on this field. Like, what's the problem? Who else plays on that field right now? <laughs> Anybody the last? Uh, they have a soccer team that plays on that field at all? Or well, the Raiders haven't been on in a little Raiders while. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, so, as far as the game is concerned, I think that from, from, a, from the handicapping perspective and from the fan perspective, it gets annoying. Listen, you were a Patriot guy. So, and it was sort of like, God, Tom Brady again, 10 Super Bowls. Now we're into this Mahomes world right now. See, I like it. And then you get, (laughs) and then, you know, some people wanted Detroit, right, to, you know, the upstart. But now we sort of, this is blue blood. This is like, you know, Kentucky, North Carolina or something. And you know what I mean? This This is blue blood, San Francisco 49ers, modern dynasty, old dynasty. Mahomes trying to chase down Joe Montana's legacies. And how about this, too? I was thinking about this. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference, bro, between being 3-1 and one in the Super Bowl and 2-2. Two and two. Like, there's a lot on the line for Mahomes here, too. Yeah, but there is, but, you know, his legacy is already sealed. No, it is, and but it's a lot like it, LeBron and Jordan. Yeah. There's a difference between never losing in these games. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, it is it is a team sport game. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, yeah, I guess. It's a team sport. The quarterback always They blame the quarterback all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Some places, sometimes they blame the coordinators. Uh, <laughs> I will say this, though. I'm not anti-Taylor Swift. I'm not anti-Travis I mean, Kelsey. Not his fault, I think Kelsey's a cool dude, actually. I, I do, too. It's not her fault that her on TV all the time. I think people have gotten ridiculously out of control. They make it political, which is stupid. It's I don't understand how that happened. Because people are just reaching. Like, what was reaching. this? Like, I don't know. Like, reaching. No. You know, Bob Costas came on the other day. He's like, if she wore a MAGA hat, then this wouldn't be an issue at all. I just think people, Just leave her alone. I She's a pop her. star. She doesn't have a sign up at all these games saying, I'm Taylor Swift. Show me. She doesn't do that. No. And then she was assaulted kind of in the runway by some woman swearing out everything else. And you saw... Get a life. You even saw her once at the game even said, will you effing leave me alone? Like the camera, she was like, come on, leave me alone. Like, it's not her fault. I don't have a problem with it. If anything, Mahomes' family's out of control. His brother's out of control. I got to tell you, too. (laughs) Listen, that guy was lit. Look at that picture, bro. There's drunk driving and there's lit drunk driving. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely, and, and you got to feel bad for Patrick. I mean, his dad was form, you know, pretty good major league baseball yeah, yeah. player back in the day. His brother's just an a hole, nut job. Yeah, and the dad is just. I mean, you got to deal with that, and and he's got his, his wife his out wife, there uh, talking all is, the time online. It wife, never ends for him. Yeah, his wife with a pedantic blathering. Good term. Uh, you know, just <laughs> going on and on. I mean, that point. You talk about being distracted. He's probably like, geez, I can't wait for the game. Everybody, get the hell away from me. So nobody's coming. I'm taking any family, no friends. No, no. If nobody. I was him, I'd shut. I'd shut him. <laughs> All down. I don't like betting against Mahomes. I mean, he's the modern Michael you. Jordan. I Look mean, at like, the spread against the spread. Look at the numbers. Yes. 13 and 1 when he's an underdog. Oh, yeah, I no. Mean, so he's 11 1 and 1. 11 1 and 1 ATS. But this is another one, Peter, people don't talk about. He's now 18 and 3 against the spread when the point spread is three points or less either way, which means big games. Pete. Shepard, Tony Bruno Sports you're Network. Hey, you're the man, Peter. Great it was great seeing, seeing you, man. Great We're going to have a great time this Even week. Even more happy and handsome Check in Pete. person. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Same with you. <laughs> hey, we're throwing it down live here, wow. Media Row. All right, good stuff there, uh, Gabe. And, uh, you know, Mike, let me ask you here. Is this uh, a defining game for Mahomes? It feels like we've gone through a decade and a half of the Tom Brady's, uh, you know, and Bill Belichick. It feels like we're going to have to go through another decade of Mahomes and Andy Reid at this point. But 
I, I don't know. It, it, people forget he's actually lost a couple of Super Bowls still. Um, so where is he in the you know history of the game if he wins this or if he loses this game? Well, look, Joe, I, I think the first thing that we have to obviously put in mind here is that this isn't the last, probably not the last time he's going to be in a Super Bowl, right? I, that's why I don't think it's the, the end-all, be-all what happens to him in this game because I think that he will be back. If he wins, though, obviously, it accelerates him even further. All I heard them asking him about on Monday night at the at the media night was, well, can you get to seven? Uh, can you get to Brady? Can he get to three first? Can we get through Sunday? <laughs> we can get to three, and then we can get to four, and five, and then six, and then seven, which comes after that. So, obviously, he's – look, Joe, he, he's so good. All right? We know that. Uh, he's a stone-cold killer. He goes out there. He takes care of business. I know everybody's scared to death about going after him this week. But I've seen him get beaten in the Super Bowl before. Now, you got to hit him, yep. just like all the great quarterbacks. Happened to Brady. You know, you go to the Super Bowl against Brady and you knock him around, you beat him. Tampa knocked Mahomes around. They beat him. So that's uh, that was where the, the focus now, Joe, lies on Nick Bosa, Chase Young, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, you know, the, the, it falls on those guys to make it as hard as possible on Mahomes or else he will have his third on Sunday night. Yeah, it, it's, uh, and you know, it's, people forget too. It, it worked well for Brady because they didn't have to pay him anything early on, right? And, they and never it paid the right amount. <laughs> and, and to they, his credit, he, always took a he, he was the guy that said, don't pay me. I'd rather you surround me with talent, right? So this is kind never of the, the first iteration. <laughs> never. But never the top this isn't necessarily Mahomes, uh, though. Uh, but never. This isn't Mahomes, though. <laughs> Mahomes is already making $400 million. It's going to get tougher yeah. unless he decides, I'd rather have, let's face it, they couldn't afford Tyreek Hill. So he went to Miami, and yeah. voila, congratulations, you're making $400 million. Can you keep doing this, though, is the big question that Mahomes, Andy Reid, the Kansas City Chiefs, something has got to give because if you can't hold on to some quality talent around him, this could very well be the last uh, time that we see Patrick Mahomes in the big game. It doesn't get easier from this point, making that kind of money. All right, when we come back, we're going to send it back out to Vegas and hear from the guys talk about the latest odds movement next year on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back in Pro Football Today here. The big game just uh, a few away here. It feels like uh, it's taking forever to get to, but it'll be here before you know it. And the good news is we've got uh, plenty of folks in Vegas right now, including the Pro Football Today gang, who have their finger on the pulse of what's happening, certainly in the marketplace. In fact, uh, let's hear what Ben and Joe Lisi and Kevin uh, and the crew have to say, Donnie, about the current odds and the market movement here live from Las Vegas. Here's what they had to say. 
We had a complete line flip last year for Super Bowl 57. Right move, oh, Phil. Okay. Right move. Don't worry about losing that game, Eagles. Uh, it's the right move. <laughs> do, the, do we hang the banner still? I think you should. CLV banner? I mean, That's for sure. Uh, yeah, we can find the trash cans out here now, I think. <laughs> we can take a photo with them. So, I think, I don't know, is there anything, so it's with the Chiefs, right? from prior Super Bowls, Ben, that you're using as you enter into this one? Not necessarily, because I think that's one of the fascinating things of Super Bowl trends, and I love the trends. I've looked at the last decade of Super Bowl results and how short these numbers are in comparison to, as we talked about, the late 90s, and if you won the NFC, you were laying double digits in that eventual Super Bowl championship game. But it's always interesting because you use those trends to inform what you see on the most significant stage, and even the fact that Chiefs have been here Kev, for the fourth time in the last five years, Mm -hmm. this is a very different version of Kansas City than even last year's team, or the team that faced off against the very team they will on Sunday inside Allegiant Stadium in the San Francisco 49ers. But what does stand out to me, Donnie, Mm -hmm. when you look at these numbers, there's not all that much movement in the spread, right? It opened very briefly at three in favor of San Francisco. Ton of public love for Kansas Mm -hmm. City. Gets down to one and a half. A big bet back on the 49ers, now two in a hook. We're talking about a field goal or less. The last time we saw a number greater than five was way back in February of 2008. It was that Super Bowl between the Steelers and the Cardinals. Super Bowl 43. That was the last time we saw a number that was greater than five points for a Super Bowl matchup, showing you how thin those razor edges are once you reach this stage of the season. Which is fantastic. We're not dealing with, you know, three touchdown spreads and it's going to be a blowout to just dip Mm -hmm. into the props. But also, if you see that graphic come up again, we always go back to nobody wants to bet against Mahomes. Oh, my God, the Chiefs win all the time. Well, the betting public apparently doesn't care about that. Yeah. Chiefs three and a half down the three. Chiefs minus two and a half down the, to the Eagles as a minus one and a half. You saw that line right off the bat go from, let's just say, two and a half to one and right back up to two and a half. Yeah. So apparently as we're lining these games up, not a lot of people are having fear betting against the Kansas City Chiefs when you would think that most people are like, oh, just Michael Jordan and, and lay it down here on Kansas City. And that's not the case. But I do wonder how not much LeBron. of those moves that we <laughs> saw, which is a crazy thing. Yeah. How much He's of those moves? I mean, hey, you know, hey, hey, hey yep. listen, yep. this is pro football today. I wonder how much of those moves, though, were public betting versus a big sharp play versus a big syndicate play versus a huge bet that came in leading into that football game. If ever Everybody last year was on the birds looking at Philadelphia as the best team in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. When you look at Super Bowl 55, in which the Chiefs were the favorite, a ton of the public handle was on Kansas City against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Did they have enough to keep up with this lethal Chiefs offense? And yet, Joe, the line worked against them. And, of course, that was the correct movement as Tampa won Super Bowl 55, 31-9. It was one of the more dismal outings we have seen out of this KC team that has been on this dynastic run. All right. I I tend to agree with the guys here, Mike, uh, as far as the market goes with this game. Uh, We talked about it at the top. I just don't think we're going to get to a field goal. I don't think we're going to get to a pick So usually what we're doing is we're waiting this time, right, to say I'm I'm waiting for the better of the number. You know, I'm expecting it to rise. So I like to go. You know, I kind of feel like, hey, if you like, you like the game? You like the team? Bet it. I don't think we're going to get really any sort of crazy movement between now and kickoff on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, this is the type of line, Joe, right? That uh, it's not a crazy thing where, like, you're, you're right, waiting for the best number. It's not like there's a four and you're waiting for a three or there's a three and a half and you're waiting to go. 
this is where it is. It's not going. Yeah. It's not getting back to three. Are the houses at two? Maybe going to get to two and a half? Yeah, I think that's very possible by the time they kick off on Sunday. Uh, could maybe the two and a half go back to two? Could the two go to one? Maybe. But all that stuff, Joe, is right there. I don't think it's earth-shattering stuff. Uh, I think the pick'em number and the three number that we spoke about at the beginning are the key numbers here, clearly. And I don't think it's getting there uh, on one side or the mm-hmm. other uh, by the time we put this ball in the air. So I'm pretty comfortable with that. It is what it is. If you like one, just go for it, Joe. It's under three. Yep. Take who you like. Yep. Pick them to win. You want the Chiefs? Take the money line. You want the Niners? Lay the two, two and a half, Joe. That's it at this point. Yep. I, I, to me, this is all about don't even worry about the spreads here, folks. Just go ahead, uh, pick the winner, bet the money line, and be good because the chance of this game ending within one or two points of one another is probably uh, not as great as a team just winning uh, by certainly enough margin to be able to get you covered one way or the other. Now, as far as the game and the total goes, well, that's one thing. Uh, but as far as the prop market goes, I would tend to try to get in uh, where numbers actually matter and they will change quickly. In fact, there is one prop uh, that Kevin uh, is looking at, and it involves Brandon Ayuk. And here's what he had to say. I'm on Ayuk's four and a half receptions, though. Hmm. For me, all of a sudden, Kansas City, this stuff started to swap a little bit. Forever, forever, for the whole beginning of the year, you just bet number two wide receivers, Devonta Smith, Josh Palmer, didn't matter. They would always get through the numbers, right? But if you notice all of a sudden now, Tyreek was the top guy, had five receptions in the football games. A Flowers was the top guy, five receptions, and had big yardage. And then you really start to go through what they've done against playoff teams this year. And they've embarrassed Stefan Diggs both times, and they did hold A.J. Brown in check. But Christian Watson had, his, I think, a seven, six or seven reception game. Uh, Tyreek, the first meeting, still had five catches. Uh, and Amon Ross St. Brown still yeah. went through his yeah. number uh, receptions-wise as well. Ayuk is now checking into a bit of a do category here. Six-plus targets in both games that through the postseason, only three receptions in those games. He's going to have to be a lot more fruitful on his target share, I think, in this conference or in this Super Bowl, and I fully expect him. Uh, you know, he's got a point here, uh, Mike Kev does, about uh, the over. Uh, I love the price of Brandon Ayuk. He averaged just around four and a half receptions a game throughout the year. Big players show up in big moments. And he has certainly been a guy that uh, has been targeted uh, by Purdy, especially when Debo went down. So uh, I don't hate it at that kind of price there. What do you think? I don't hate it at the price either. Uh, Obviously, he's had some monster games this year, especially when you think about how these teams clearly want to take McCaffrey away. They want to take Debo away. Uh, Sometimes that leaves – somebody's got to eat, right, Joe? When you're taking Mm. away uh, other guys, somebody's got to be there to eat and make plays, and Ayuk has been there more times than not. So I could absolutely see an over four and a half for Ayuk this week. I could see some big yardage for him. I could see him get a big catch in this game, maybe over on his longest reception as well but this is the super bowl joe and your big players yep. have to make the big games and for the niners to win this game i just still believe this is this is a christian mccaffrey show for me as far as i'm concerned i i, I think the only you know he has to have a monster game for them to win this thing the chiefs know it we know it everyone knows it and i still don't think they're going to be able to stop him i don't think he's that banged yep. up i know he, 
You know, he's had some minor injuries here over the last month, month and a half. But uh, I saw good numbers, Joe. You mentioned how those numbers, the prop numbers, are the ones that change the most from when they come out to when you get to kickoff. And there were some McCaffrey numbers, especially in the touchdown department, where you know, Joe, you've seen all year, minus 320, minus 275, minus mm-hmm. this. You know, th- there were some minus 190s when that when this thing first came out. And I know minus 190 sounds, but Joe, he scores every game. He's in the yeah. end zone yeah. every game. And I saw yeah. even a, a number for two touchdowns at plus 315 which it's, it's been in the plus 185, plus 225. And I grabbed that uh, the night after the championship game for McCaffrey uh, with the two tutties. So uh, you're right. You've got to watch yep. these things because you'll see that Friday, Saturday, Sunday of this week, some heavy changes on reception totals, on yardage totals, on all of those things. Yeah, it's um, it, you you got to have a game plan and you, you've got to figure out, all right, it, it, for Ayuk to have, and, and let's get you know, there's a lot of guys to choose from Kittle, Ayuk, uh, you know, as far as receptions goes, uh, we're all thinking that the key for them winning is obviously running the ball, being able to run the ball, which is what they have done extremely well. It also happens to be the weakness, uh, if any, really, for this Kansas City defense. So if you're running the ball and having success, you got to be a little worried that pick your poison. It's either Ayuk, it's Debo, it's Kittle. Because I don't think they're going to want Brock Purdy throwing the ball 45, 50 times unless things have gone terribly wrong, Mike. Uh, I agree, uh, no doubt. And, <laughs> and I, I know we really get to do much with the Chiefs side of things, Joe, and, we'll, and we probably will over the next couple of days. But we know it's all Kelsey. We know it's all Pacheco. We know how good Rice has been. One of these guys, Joe, these secondary tertiary guys for the Chiefs is going to go over their yardage and I think he's going to score a touchdown. I haven't figured out yet, Joe, which one it's going to be between Noah Gray and Justin Watson and if Tony plays or, or if Sky Moore plays. But you know, Joe, one of those guys is going to make one big play in this game. We just got to figure out which one yep. it's going to be and be on him. Yeah. Amen to that. All right, much more to get to out from Vegas as Pro Football Today continues here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back in Pro Football Today here on the SportsGrid Network. It is the big game. Joe and Ari alongside Mike Carver and Scotty Farrell. Well, he is right in the heart of it in Vegas and had an opportunity to talk to former Atlanta Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrioff, and here's what he had to say. So uh, Thomas Dimitrioff, my dear friend, uh, is here, uh, and when he ran the Falcons, uh, he said that he saw hundreds of surgeries on players with the organization, but he said none harder than Pharrell's open-heart surgery. It blew me away when I was reading about it. No one's, no one's valve. No, no one's, off. no one's valve blew off. We did have one guy, Caleb McGarry, our right tackle, who had ablation. Nowhere near, of course. I, I don't even know what that means. I think they just singe something. It's, a, it's an electrical thing. Right. I feel really odd speaking about it. I'm glad. Great to see you. When you showed me that picture, brother, Yeah. blown away. It was crazy. They um, So I did a before and after photo on Facebook. I don't usually do that. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a hey, I'm going to. 
show pictures of myself today on social media. A lot of guys like to sh show pictures of themselves. I'm not a guy that does that. I'm really not. But I did do, I had a picture of me from like 15 years ago at Howard Stern. And I was, I had long hair and I was, had a hockey jersey on. And I was like, I did like, uh, I was doing it with my producer. I was doing like a black power thing, like the Olympics. And, uh, and then I went fast forward to now. And I had a picture of me at a dope museum in Soho, standing on a wall with Bob Marley smoking a spleef. <laughs> and I'm standing there with a cool silk shirt on and a tan. And I looked terrific, but it wasn't. Uh, from now, it was like before I died. I just picked a picture of me th this year that I looked good before I died. And then when I died, I told you when I got out of the hospital, I looked like Ted Kaczynski. I had a white beard like going everywhere. I had the guy beard, the guy that never shaves, that guy. You know the guy that has like hairs that stand like they're like a foot off of his neck and he just doesn't ever notice it in the morning. You know the guy that misses or how about the guy that shaves too quick on the way to the airport? and he misses chunks, and he's got chunks on his face. That's what I looked like. Oh, my God. It was, it was awful. So, I mean, you, you're, you're how many post-surgery? I'm four months out. Four months. And I'm now walking. So, like, yesterday I walked six miles, which was way too much. I'm supposed to walk no more than two miles a day, but I, what I've done is I've not listened to anyone yeah. tell me not to work out because uh, for four months I've done nothing, and then the guy finally cleared me to walk, and so I've been walking two miles a day. I gained 25 pounds since the surgery because wow. okay. I sit around doing nothing. I gamble and watch sports and bet, and I eat bags of Doritos and popcorn and pizza, and I gamble and watch movies. I can't do anything. I'm not allowed to do anything. So finally, one day, I, you know, my daughter's like, wow, you're really fat. And I was like, that's it. I'm going for a walk. And I started walking two miles a day. And I'm walking fast. I'm listening to Sirius XM music. I'm trying to get my head right. And I'm walking and walking. And yesterday in Vegas, I made it six miles between the airports and going back and forth from the Mandalay to my hotel and to the MGM. I've been walking and I feel good. But I have to be careful because, like, it doesn't take much to get me, like, sweating and getting me, uh, my heart going too fast. Do you do you know? Do you feel like you don't have to worry? You were talking about Doritos. You don't have to worry about cholesterol. Like no, that's, it's not I am that. not clogged yeah, arteries at all. So they have this monitor on me. If you notice, it says thirty minutes to the morgue. That's what they engraved Jeez. on there for me. That's my nickname. And I uh, I have to. It monitors everything. Uh, my heart rate, standing heart rate, uh, resting heart rate, uh, beats, strain, stress. Uh, Everything. It fo it follows everything. I didn't know they could follow your strain and stress. Like, can you imagine the stress when you were a GM in the NFL, the stress? And they would have had, like, a stress monitor on TD. Poppin'. Thomas Dimitrov with a stress monitor. <laughs> and your wife wants to see your stress monitor. So I have to do that. I have to do all kinds of meds and, and stupid stuff. It's awful because uh, telling the story, you can see Carver High's face. He's the guy on the bottom. He, does, he just doesn't want to hear it anymore about me dying. He's like, oh, Jesus. And then he said the other day to Mafia on air live when I was off on a Tuesday, he went, um, he, he said, uh, do you notice how the story just keeps changing every two, three weeks? It just gets bigger and bigger. Because like, I'm not really trying to tell the story. Like, I try to tell people that ask me about it. They go, geez, it's so great to see you. How, how was it? I'm like, well, it really sucked. That, that, that's yeah. what it was. It sucked. So how take take me back to a year from today when you were starting your company and you were doing something new and and different with Sumer and you were did I get it right Sumer right yeah. so I think last year I got it wrong 
And this time I got it right without even, uh, I remember that I got it wrong. So I said to Coffee, I go, I think it's Sumer, because last year I butchered it. I was like, here's Thomas Dimitrov from Summer Sports. And you're like, it's Sumer, idiot. And then your partner, Eric, dropped an F-bomb. He goes, listen, bro, it's F and Sumner. <laughs> it is Sumer. Nice. I got it right, and, right? And we are, we're about, we're two years in. Here's the interesting thing, though. I have, I'm not to, so we're doing a lot of cool stuff. We just started a new uh, scouting platform, selling to a lot of the teams, looking in the NCAA. There's a lot there, right? We can talk about that because we also have that betting side eventually that we, I know will be fascinating to you. But I'm blown away, just to bring this around, what's going on in the NFL? I'm so happy Dan Quinn got his gig. I'm sure you might want to talk. Of course. There's so much going on right now. Raheem Morris getting the job there when I thought it was going to be Bill Belichick. I thought it was going to be 90-10 that he was going there. The fact that Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel aren't working right now, I'm just, it's a weird. What did you think when uh, Raheem got that gig? And I've heard that um, people think he's the coolest coach in the league. Like, players like him more than any. Is that true? Is he the coolest? He, he they is, say he's yeah. the coolest coach in the NFL and that players gravitate toward him because he's so dope. He is a cool cat, for sure. He is big smile. Here's what I say about Raheem. There's not another guy out there in coaching who is uh, quicker-witted, faster speaking. Like he, like you, Like, he doesn't miss a beat. He doesn't stutter over his words. This cat is smart, man. He's on top of it. He's coming into a situation where he has to change that, you know, just change what Arthur Smith, you know, Arthur, Arthur's uh, uh, approach was very different than, than what, you know, what his is. So Raheem comes in there now and he's got all the players wanting to play for him. Like you said, he'll, rec- he'll do well in recruiting and free agency and we'll just see how it all is. They can't do anything without a quarterback. They need to find a quarterback, right? Was that guy, your guy was here, Mike Smith, wasn't that yeah, your guy? Yeah, So what about, I saw him here earlier doing a show. Uh, and then Art had, you know, bottom line, didn't go well for him in Atlanta. And then now he's with my team, the Steelers. And the thing that's weird about it is, um, you know how this goes. If you you make your bed, you lie in it. So he coached down there, and people thought he sucked. And then he had all these star athletes, and they just couldn't do anything. It's unbelievable how they struggled. I mean, honestly. And then, then he gets the Steelers out to run their offense. And, and the people in Pittsburgh complained about Matt Canada. They wanted him dead, let alone uh, coaching. They wanted him dead. They didn't. Uh, these fans in Buffalo, Pittsburgh, they don't literally get rid of him, kill him. Uh, and then they bring in a guy that didn't do well. And then now the, they hate him and they've never even seen a guy work one day all they know is they judged him off at atlanta he can't win for trying how many times have you seen great coaches have to deal with that bullshit well that's a tough thing you're exactly right i mean art art Arthur Smith is a smart guy. We have people complaining. I'm just living in Atlanta. You know, right. you hear people in the dialogue. You and know. They get upset. He's a good football coach, and it's good for him to go back into that situation. You're exactly right. I'm sure the Pittsburgh faithful are like, what is going on here? I think the opportunity for him to go and be around Tom. Are you a Tomlin guy? I am a Tomlin guy. I am. I love Mike Tomlin, but I am uh, growing increasingly frustrated with their failure in the postseason. They have become a, t- a team as a season ticket holder my entire life. I still pay money for the tickets. I never go. I sell them because I'm on TV every Sunday. But I am. I'm. I am 
starting to grow the ilk of they don't they they're satisfied with making the playoffs not winning in them and i grew up i went to six super bowls and watched them lift a lombardi trophy i don't know anything about losing playoff games they've lost twice in the super bowl and they've won six and to have this 49er team catch them sunday i'm not having it yeah no, i don't want the cowboys or the niners to ever win another one yeah, that's a tough one so i like mike but he's not winning in the playoffs i, I was saying mike was one of those guys out there and I believe this about Bill Belichick. I believe it about Mike Tomlin, and I, and I believe it about I don't know Sean uh, Sean McVay. If I were to ever get back in, at, and I also said this about Kyle Shanahan. I don't know where your head is on that. I've always said if I ever came back as a GM, I would seriously consider a coach out there and have, that I'd have to trade for. Sounds odd from a personnel guy. You're like smart. You're, you're going to give away. Yeah, it is. It is smart because nowadays it, it is about. And I know the the, 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 the banter about was it Bill or was it was right. Tom. You have to have both to be great. You right. know that. Well, you had it. If you, I mean, Bradshaw, gosh, how old are you and I? I'm mid-50s. I'm you watching Bradshaw, I'm 57. I went to all four of them. Yeah, you went to all four of them. Right. My dad took me. But if Chuck Nolan and Terry Bradshaw, there was a they, reason. They didn't like each other. They didn't, but they but they won Super Bowl. But he was young and crazy and cocky. He was a yeah. Cajun boy. He didn't listen to his mama, let alone his coach. Yeah. And there are guys now that make so much money in the NFL, they don't listen either. You yeah. Don't tell me you didn't deal with prima donnas that didn't of listen course. to you. Of course. And they looked at you and they said, hey, Tom, it's good to see you. Yeah. Don't, don't talk to me. Yeah. No, I don't I don't want to listen yeah. to you. No, there were guys like that. And they're, they're everywhere in the NBA. In the NBA, I watch a huddle now in the NBA. I play ball. I watch a huddle in the NBA, and I know the games my entire life. I've been around Bob Knight. I've been around NBA, and they none of them listen. They're like, this guy's talking. They're like, oh, my God, can somebody order a drink or a pizza? They don't listen to him. Let me yeah, ask you yeah, this question, yeah, T. Yeah. Now, I want to I, I want to know because I'm, I'm so fascinated by you. I have to look at this schedule because they they got me on this schedule, and I refuse to be done with you. I refuse I refuse to end this interview, Mafia, at, in two minutes. I refuse to also end the interview in the two minutes that I have after this break. What I'm going to do is roll his ass over like a uh, like a pierogi and we're going to talk to him at the top of the hour too. So what I want to do is I want to go back to your move. All right, so you're no longer the GM. And people, you know, I think last year I was asking you, are people asking you uh, gauging your interest in doing it again? I'm not interested in that. What I'm interested in is what your life is like now compared to when you were in that uh, that hot boiling water when you were in that stressful strained nightmare which you loved and you got off on you got, got off on no it question. no one that has that kind of juice and power and running an NFL team and do, running drafts I've seen you do it I followed you I'm a fan of yours I'm obsessed with your success of giving that all up to do what you do now oh my god that's a, what a great lead in it's tough I go through waves on it, man, because I miss the hell out of the competitive side. Yeah, you can be a CEO of a data company in a startup. It's fast-paced, and there's a lot going on. A, I'm able to spend much more time with my kids. Number one most important thing, as well as my wife, really important. I miss that. That's important now. Yeah. I will never listen to a GM in the NFL or a coach tell me how much they need to spend more time with their family because when you were running that job, you never did. No, you never did. You owe them. That's right. You owe, you owe them, them that time. You owe them. That's Fair a, enough? It's a, it's a, Fair it, enough? Yes, it's a great point. And that changed you as a man. Oh, no question. I go to the, the owners' meetings, right, when I'm trying to do a little bit of business. You laugh at this. I literally, I literally walk into the, the, the party, and I can't, get, I can't get on the damn in the party. 
I'm with Mickey Loomis. Think about this. Power. Power guy from the Saints. We're supposed to be worst friends in the world because of division. Right. He's a real close friend of mine. He's like, Thomas, I'm sorry to do this to you. He puts over my, my neck the, the placard or the lanyard with his name, and I had to walk in because they wouldn't allow me in. Point is, I become, I was part of the club, no longer part no, of the club. That, that hurts my heart. So do you, and listen, when we come back, I'm going to ask you this question because we'll have a, a short segment, but uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of throw it out to you now and let you think about it and, and stew it over. Uh, do you ever lay in bed at night with your wife and say, I, I, I'm jonesing to do it again? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I, you're either fulfilled now or you aren't. And if you aren't, have you ever looked over and said, I want to get back into the NFL? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back in. Uh, we got the big game coming up here, Pro Football Today on the SportsGrid Network. Joe Ranieri alongside Mike Carvin. Mike, I'm going to tell you, uh, we have almost made it the entire show without talking about Taylor Swift, but uh, it's not as bad as it could be because we could be Roger Goodell because even he had to answer questions about Taylor Swift. Here's what he had to say. What do you say to those who think it's all scripted by the NFL? I don't think I'm that good a scripter um, or anybody on our staff. I, I, I think it's, you know, I listen. There is no way that I could have scripted that one. Let's just put it that way. But she is, um, or anybody in our office, she's, she's a remarkable performer. She knows great entertainment. I had the opportunity to go to two of her concerts with our girls and my wife. Um, I, she, she's the best of the best. And, and so having her come to NFL games, have her a part of that is nothing but a positive. Yeah, you know, it's crazy when even Roger Goodell has to answer questions about Taylor Swift and uh, Travis Kelsey. But, uh, but Mike, I am, uh, I'm pretty glad that uh, I think we have one more week of this, and that will be it. Uh, by the way, are you uh, backing her husband uh, to do anything in this game? It's hard not to, right? <laughs> uh, what has he got? 12 straight playoff games with 70-plus yards, 11 or 12 straight playoff games with 70-plus yards. He seems to always... Yep find the end zone in a spot like this. Uh, maybe we could put those two together, Joe, a little 70 plus receiving yards and an anytime touchdown from Kelsey. I mm. think that that pays a pretty good price. So uh, I'm looking there. And now I know all I need to know about the travel time from Tokyo to Las Vegas with Taylor Swift this week as well, Joe. I found all that out this week too. I was going to go to her concert uh, until I figured out how far it was, and then I'm like, no, I'm good to go. All right, that'll do it. Pro football today here, the big game. More live content from Las Vegas coming your way here on The Grid.